Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Hey, it's Satya here. Hi, Amalia. Hello. So I want to jump right in because I... Uh, Actually, we were talking in between uh, this week, in between our episodes, and you were mentioning how, in reflection on on the last couple of mes- um, episodes on sex magic and the everything that kind of falls underneath that, and you had said to me that you you felt like you needed to be somehow more more clear or more specific because the it's it's a big it's a big topic it's a it's it's and it can be confusing and there's so much misuse of energy and things that can happen and it can be dangerous and um and so you said that you felt like you needed to go a little deeper on that and that you had been maybe maybe dancing around some things and and that you needed to (laughs) you felt like you needed to be more I guess deep about that subject do you do you know what remember when we were talking about that do you Mm -hmm. feel like you could possibly speak more in depth today on that yeah, I think I think it's important to do that and I you know so much of my life people have asked me to teach on sex magic and I've always avoided it, avoided it, avoided it. And I think it's just because um it has been such a kind of issue my whole life or or something I've been tracking my whole life and has caused some obvious discomfort and and drama and trauma in my life um so my psychic gifts opened through um, being a young girl and being um aware of the power of sex and sex magic being used on me and um and i noticed that I had this special gift of tracking and seeing energies and entities through sex, through my own sexuality or through other people's sexuality. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of been this place where a lot of energy has been hidden in my own life. And when people talk about sex magic or get into it, I mean, really it's, you know, we can have a hundred episodes about it and still be yeah. kind of skimming the surface. So I do want to go deeper into the topic and see if I can um, be a little bit more direct today in this episode. 
then, you know, we, we started talking about, you know, synchronicity and how that plays into sex magic. And, um, you know, then there's like actual sex rights of sex magic and, uh, that come from more of the, the satanic, um, cult or occult practices. And then there's tantric and Tibetan, um, Taoist practices that are more of harnessing the sexual potency. Um, so I would say a lot of those, um, are using it for good. So there's this shadow and light of, of sex magic. Um, when we, when we say the word magic, we're generally talking about dark magic. Um, but the, and then there's like magical sex, right? Like <laughs> having mm-hmm. sex in itself is very magical experience. Like that's why people love it so much. They're having a spiritual union when two bodies meet in this orgasmic state, you're transcending the physical into this merging of, spiritual union right so absolutely so when we say sex magic um most people use that term flippantly to kind of describe a whole bunch of stuff and i you know it's really the etymology of the term stems to the occult and sort of the dark magical practices um and i think if we look at um tantra there's there's different paths of tantra there's the red black and the white path of tantra and i don't want to get into um all the vedic studies because i'm not an expert i just have discovered it through my own past life memory and recall of being a, a tantrika on in past lives and having a lot of memory come up for me during the act of sex where i'm aware of of what the energy is doing and I, I track energy. So my, my way of coming to this information is very uh, experiential and through things that have happened to me through other people misusing sexual energy with me. And then also my own um, remembrance of my own energy. Right. Um, And, and some studies I, I have, read and been gifted different um teachings by different mentors of mine when it was time for me to kind of know the next piece of it like to harness my energy and to purify my energy um Hmm, but i'm not i'm not an expert in but i'm i'm very experienced in it and i've been tracking it so i feel like it's a life path for me to to purify the sexuality of myself. And I feel that the more I do that with myself, um, the more I am offering a gift to the planet. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Because as you do that, it's sending a ripple out to every single one of us in our own healing path in that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I'd rather, I mean, that's why in all of our conversations, I've been so fascinated because I, I would, (laughs) it's not very often you get to talk to somebody who's been, who this has been a life path, a part of their life path, and they are actually tracking it and have been 
experiencing it. I'd rather hear it straight from your mouth with your experiences than read something in a book that, you know, I, I don't really have a relationship with that person or I don't, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. so that's, that's extremely powerful. What, what you've learned. Yeah. I really explored a lot of my sexuality, especially in my twenties. Um, that whole decade was sort of, I, I was dedicated to kind of understanding um, the depths of, of my own darkness, I think around my sexuality. Um, and it was like towards the end of my twenties that I, I felt that I had kind of reached the depth of the shadow of my sexuality. And I found it very empty, like, okay, well, that's all quite dark and okay. I've explored all these avenues and I'm not scared of anything anymore. So now I'm bored and I realized that the only challenge um, for me was to bring the light to those places mm-hmm. that were just so dark. And, um, and then that really terrified me to bring the light. Like that was the real, that was the great challenge. And um, be, it, so in my twenties, there was a lot of, I was reenacting some sort of like uh, sexual ritual uh, to to harness um, mm-hmm. my energy or to understand it, I guess, and to find meaning of my life or um, meaning of the connection. And I think it comes from having seen so much uh, tragedy and distortions and being around dark people um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, having been raised in a cult that was misusing sexuality and being around a lot of pedophiles as a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I had a very skewed sense of, of relationship. I mean, I, I didn't want what they were what mainstream was promoting as like marriage or um, I didn't really believe in the, the fairy tale relationship. So I was on a different path. Um, I was exploring, mm-hmm. you know, the, the larger epic meaning of our life and, and the evolution of relationship and where it was headed. So mm. figuring out how to, um, Basically, where it took me in my 30s was into practices of bringing love into those dark places. How do I love the shame away or how do I um, come into right relationship with my energy and make sure I'm not misusing it? So in my 20s, I was harnessing the power of, oh, I can underst- I can read everyone's sexual energy and understand their fantasies and preferences. And then I could, if I wanted to be able to... Um, kind of meet them in those places from across a room or something like that. Um, So that 
uh, and, and I meet a lot of people who can do that, obviously, mm-hmm. because they see me in those space and they're like, oh, hi, let's meet. And so basically, if you're <laughs> entering into a crowded room, I will know pretty quickly who's skilled in the psychic arts very fast. Like we, we start having a conversation in a room and often um, people use their sexual energy and charm and magnetism uh, to manipulate a room or to have that kind of, um, Mm. I don't know. And so you see it more, I I guess on a, on a 3d level, you know, just normal people would probably just call it like the art of seduction or magnetism or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you're able to see energetically, you can actually see what, what's happening, like coning of energy. Um, people just start, using the way they're drawing in energy or pushing out energy. Um, Mm. And so sex magic, the occult style of sex magic, it's very vampiric. It literally feeds off of people. And what I've found um, is that that's connected to that parasite. So the parasite hooks that we spoke about in the first few episodes of the podcast, um, that dark extraterrestrial entity that has plagued our planet is literally um, hooked into our lower chakras, like implanted into our lower chakras. And then it creates a vortex that then feeds off of the orgasm or other people's sexual energy. And so um, it, Hmm. it has a need to feed and and then it in, it basically instigates seduction. Okay. So what you think of um, like the Jezebel archetype or the sirens? I think we mentioned that in a previous episode. But uh, we have we all have this energy inside us. So uh, it's it's just knowing. How, how do we come into balance with it and not misuse it to be feeding off of others? So in a balanced state, if we were to not be misusing sex magic and we use the Taoist and the, um, the white path of Tantra to harness our energy and come into union of meeting someone in that space, it's a balancing of the, the two energies. It's not a feeding. Hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sick because I'm sitting here just wondering, you know, about myself. Okay, well, then am I using white Tantra or am I, I'm thinking of like any time I've ever flirted or, you know, what, what was that? It's kind of a trip to, mm-hmm. to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about, uh, uh, it really puts us in check, right? It's like, oh, what what am I doing? Yeah, because it, it's it's so ingrained in our programming. Yeah, we're programmed. That's why it's I was like, how are we supposed to find years. a mate? Like, what is aren't, aren't we told that's how to find a mate? <laughs> well, like mating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so but it, it's beyond mating. So sex magic isn't about procreation. It's about orgasm, feeding off the orgasm. 
because the orgasm feeds that entity. This is how I see it. I have never had anyone explain this to me. This is just the way I see the world and view the energy. So please feel free to um, disagree with me or have your own experience of it. But I just, I invite dialogue about this. I don't think, you know, this is something that I can give facts and figures about, but it's just something I've been tracking my whole whole life. Like when I was young child and I watched perverted men feed off the innocence of children and their sexuality, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. how I was introduced to my own sexuality is just like, oh, you know, here I am six years old and this older man um, is completely besotted by me and my energy. Why? And so then I would notice that I could have a power. I had a power over him or, you know, like there, as females, we, we carry, uh, a very, when, when we wake up to our sexual prowess or our sexual energy, um, we start playing with it, right? But if we're being completely manipulated by the parasite, we are going to, um, you know, want want to be fed by a lot of people. So you see people that are like exhibitionists or um, kind of narcissists or, just needing the attention. We all know that person and we all have a degree of that within us, right? Like, Oh, I really need attention right now. Or, Oh, I really need, because we're not feel we're not taking the time to like fill up vertically, right. To, to get that energy from the cosmos We're we're feeling a need to kind of have someone else give us that, that energy. Um, but right. someone who's had a lot of sexual trauma, it will draw like those holes will be in their field. And then they're, they're kind of hooked into the horizontal plane of feeding off of others to, to feed. And so that's that kind of demonic force feeding itself until we say no, until we say, I'm sorry, I'm not feeding you. And I'm going to, uh, power up and get my energy in the vertical plane. So in the, in the white tantric path or in the Taoist um, sexual cultivation, and you know, we, we pull in energy from the cosmos and from the earth and we ground that energy and, and our partner does the same. And then we meet in union. That's a balanced exchange of sexuality and having a sexual experience like that is very, very different because you're not rushing to orgasm. You're not um, trying to take something from them. You're having a, a cosmic dance with your partner and, and traveling through time and space and just cultivating more and more energy and giving, cultivating the energy from the cosmos and then letting it fill you up, fill you up, fill you up. So you're not trying to just release in this orgasmic state, but literally um, regenerate your system so that at the end of sex, you know, it'd be longer sex, more um, kinder, loving sex. And in the end of it, you feel 
um, fully energized, revitalized and, you know, at peace instead of like tired or and depleted or exhausted. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been times when, um, just, I mean, yeah, I I've experienced that, that feeling mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, in during sex, you want to just have an orgasm and have another orgasm and have another orgasm and have another orgasm. And then other times for some reason, I I've found that I'm harnessing the energy. I don't even realize I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it's lasting a long time. And then, and I, and I'm thinking, huh, well, I guess I, maybe that release isn't going to happen. And I don't really care because I'm so much in the moment. And then finally the, the release does happen just without a lot of effort or whatnot. And then it's like, because of how that was recycled inside my body, it, almost like before the release, then I have a, a feeling of regeneration afterwards. Yeah. I felt like I wanted to get up and run a marathon or something. Yeah. So that's kind of like the valley orgasm or the multiple orgasmic state uh, where you're storing and recycling energy. Um, And that's, that's what we're sort of aiming towards. And, and so then the, the second piece to that is like being with a partner who is doing that with you and sort of gifting it out also to the universe. Um, rather than um, feeding off of the other person. So, so one person could be a, a pure vessel of energetic um, alignment and still be fed off of by a vampiric partner. So, so the goal, or the, the, my goal, mm. I guess I should say, it's not the goal, um, but what I would love to experience is a partner and, and more people on the planet who are interested to, to find regenerative, clean, loving, um, wholesome ways of, of utilizing the sexual energy without um, by, by removing the parasitic control. Cause if one person has the, a lot of sexual potency and, and can regenerate the energy, they, they, they're probably going to attract a lot of feeders. Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> we have to be careful. Um, so we want to, and how do you know someone's a feeder is that they uh, lust. They, they react to lust and they, can't, they cannot uh, control lust. So lust is, um, you know, uh, dare I say one of the seven deadly sins or something. But the lust, greed, that, that kind of um, darker jealousy, those those lower emotional responses Mm -hmm. that um, when they revenge, when they are running our system, anger, um, that's how we know that the parasites kind of rooted in trying to feed. 
uh, off of others through us. So, mm-hmm. so when we're feeling really lustful, um, it's really great. I mean, this is a practice I have. Like if I'm feeling a lot of lust or attraction and it's like, whoa, this has nothing to do with any other aspect of my body except my second chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, to just really like go into deep meditation and try and uh, transmute the energy because that's where the hold or the hook mm. resides, if that makes sense. Interesting. I, I have a real hard time separating those things out because I feel like uh, when I'm, I guess, lusting, it's always connected to my heart and I'm really loving or my my goal is to love or to be with this person um, in a, like almost like a marriage type of thing or a being in love, loving the other person. That's my end goal. But I wonder, hmm, now I'm gonna have to look at myself further. Yeah. Yeah. Just track it. I mean, just track it. I mean, it's a practice, right? And I think that um, we're at time for today. And we're ending on a a lovely note, but yeah, watch it, track yourself and just notice. I mean, you, you're the only one who can be totally honest with yourself. If anyone listening has questions or wants me to elaborate further, please write us uh, on our website, lovesexagenda.com. You can find a, a comment box at the end of the page there where you can send in your questions or comments about the show and you can find us on social media love sex agenda on facebook and on instagram we're on youtube and all of the podcast channels thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time thank you Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Yeah.